0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today, I received a manifestation of the gift that I will touch on tonight from the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me, please. and then you'll find out why this is happening tonight will be a thrilling night to you not only in the healings and the salvations but the teaching of the Word of God and also you learning how the spirit of God works you know God is a God and he can do anything he wants to. God is a spirit. And those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord God forever. Now in the twelfth chapter of First Corinthians, first of all, I want to show you that it is a gift. I won't read the whole chapter, but you can study it for yourself. I read it the first couple of three nights. But in the twelfth chapter of first Corinthians, the first verse, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Let me read that one more time for you and I'll put the gift in there for you. Now concerning prophecy, church, God says, I would not have you ignorant. Prophecy is one of the gifts of the Spirit it's also the gift that you have to watch mostly because it's it's the gift that the devil uses more than the rest of them. the devil has an invitation for anything that's real and he uses that gift the devil uses that gift more than any other gift that I know of of the nine gifts of the Spirit to deceive you, get you in the wrong town, get you on the wrong road, get you to the wrong place, marry the wrong person. If anybody ever prophesies to you to marry somebody and the Holy Spirit hadn't talked to you about it, please don't listen because if you want to get married if you want to get married you might just jump on top of that and just marry that person you know and jump on top of that prophecy and think it's real <laughs> those who are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God it doesn't say those who are led by prophecies they are the sons of God Amen. those who are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God and when something is real from God, remember God is a spirit, and God lives inside of you. If you've been born again by the Spirit of God, His Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He is a live person from heaven that lives on the inside of you. And He'll give you supernatural witness from heaven. That that's the truth, if it is the truth, and if you don't, forget it. You're not obligated to do anything or believe anything unless the Spirit of God gives you witness to your own human spirit. Not what you think in your head. Your head will always get you in trouble. It always has. <laughs> no, when the Bible does God say those who are led by your head are the sons of God. It says those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God and I can tell you from experience those of you that are led by your head are a big mess <laughs> and you'll be a big mess next time I see you because part of the things you do will be right and part of them will be wrong and when you bypass God and bypass the Spirit of God you'll get to a point after a while that you'll have a lot of confidence in yourself and you'll be making about as many mistakes as you do things that's right and so you'll just the money you invest, you'll go broke. It's hard for you to ever get healed. Seem like nothing works right. Then you go along and hit for a few months, and then all of a sudden you start missing again, and you miss a whole bunch of things. Doing your own thing with your head. My brother and sister, don't don't make any decisions. That's big in your life, unless the Spirit of God tells you to. When well, I have a staff meeting with my staff, I think just I don't know ten or eleven secretaries there, plus other people. And one secretary, in Florida, that works It takes care of everything. But in Cleveland, where the largest staff is at, and I think just ten or eleven secretaries there that. Has their offices and desks and does work in charge of things and we have a staff meeting I tell them I said I am warning you that you better if if you are in God's will you better not leave here until the Lord tells you to I don't care how bitter I've seen I have seen people that was married leave my work for another work or go somewhere and I knew it wasn't God and I told them it wasn't and they wound up getting a divorce all messed up just as screwed up as they possibly could get, but if it had stayed in Cleveland, Tennessee it stayed exactly where they were supposed to stay, I wouldn't have let them get a divorce. I could have paid them back together. I would have went and got a hold of them in Jesus name and I would have bind them together, bless God forever. <laughs> but when somebody moves out of town, there's nothing you can do though. I mean you can't help them anymore well I mean you can pray for them but I mean you know people does your own thing but I also tell them if the Spirit of God is leading you to go to somebody else's ministry or quit this ministry and go somewhere else I want to tell you I don't have a jealous bone in my body I command you to leave and get out of here in Jesus name (laughs) because unless God wants you here I don't want you here believe me I don't want you here You'll be like a misfit. You'll be like a worm on a hot rock. Because <laughs> when I walk in here, when I walk in here, I want you to smile and let the soft, sweet spirit of God come out of you to me and everybody else walks in this building. And I don't want you to be squirrely. What does that mean? It means. Jump all the time, your mind and mouth jumps all the time. Toot, 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 toot. Like a squirrel. You've watched squirrels in trees, hadn't you? They can't be still, especially their tail. All the time, all the time. You just jump all the time. And let me I'm speaking to over 1,300 pastors out there in congregations tonight, and I can just tell you from experience. Just the wisdom of the Lord in me, just just embedded in me. I can tell you from experience. I've watched it for years. Don't never talk about your pastor. Don't never talk about another ministry. Uh, and now listen to me closely. If you do, you'll die. I hope you got that. You won't usually die first. God will usually give you a few years. And during that few years, you'll live miserable, and a lot of things will happen to you, and the devil will get to your flesh, and you'll have wrecks, and you'll have all kinds of things happen to you, hoping that you get some sense in your squirrely mind. But if you continue on talking about the work of God, running a pastor or a man of God or a woman of God down, or any ministry on the earth down, when you don't know nothing about it at all and you only believe in what people tell you and uh, just know this from me you can't believe nothing nobody tells you if you believe what people tell you you're as squirrely as they are <laughs> I don't believe nothing I hear and half what I see you mean if you see something you don't believe it why well, no no, I don't believe everything I see. The devil manifests himself. The devil, man. You have to watch yourself. Like Bob said a while ago, and I was sitting over listening. I said, Boy, that's the truth. You better watch it real close. I'm telling you, I've watched. I have never known a person. I have never known a person that talks about God or, or you know, makes jokes about the Holy Ghost or, uh, Uh, talks about other ministries and runs pastors down, other ministries down. I have never known a person like that to live a long, prosperous, peaceable life. They all die young. All of them. I have never known one. So I am warning you that you better watch yourself real close. If you're going to get saved and follow Jesus and belong to His church, you better do everything you possibly can to build His church up. And never run his church down never as long as you live never run his church down I had God to tell me something one time years ago he said son anybody that blesses you it's about, the, it's about the same time must have been I don't know 17 18 years ago he said I am going to use you to send my power to the earth and he said every time nearly anybody gets popular and gets a well-known name, son, they stop casting out devils. Jesus asked me, he said, please, son, don't ever stop casting out devils in my name. Amen. Devils is what harms the church. Devils is what harms the sheep. Devils is what harms the, the body of Christ. And son I am calling you in your ministry to cast out devils don't ever stop casting out devils I promised God in Columbus Ohio must have been seventeen or eighteen years ago I believe it was in the um, Howard Johnson's motel room I promised him one night that I would never stop casting out devils The first commission that God gave to all believers, if you ever say, I believe you, Jesus, I belong to you, and my life belongs to you, the first commission that Jesus ever gave to any believer in my name, they shall cast out devils. In the 16th chapter of the book of St. Mark. Well, why did he do that? well because that devil's is the one that harms you and makes you sick and attacks your flesh and attacks your mind and makes you talk crazy and makes you dream up things and make you judge people this you know you have no right to judge anything you don't have enough sense well you don't God says judge not that you be not judged and at the same measure you judge God said I'll judge you yourself And brother, when God ever, if if God ever starts judging you, you've had it. You'll find out how squarely you are if God ever starts judging you. Every time I get in His holy presence, I want to bury my face in the floor. I feel high flaky myself when God comes, and just I mean, you just want to bury your face in the floor. I never will forget the time that the Lord pulled me out of my body, and I was praying and praying and praying, and I was trying to get God. For three years I prayed and I tried to get God. No, five years on this one I prayed and I tried to get God to remove all those 42 growths that come upon my daughter's body and have been on there five years. And after five years of praying, I found out that my praying was not getting the job done. The longer I prayed, the bigger the growths got. So I just thought, well, I'm going to have to change. God's not going to change. So, I don't know how to change. Uh, I mean, you know, I just know so much. I don't know how to change. I was praying an a, a ordinary, full gospel, Pentecostal, charismatic type prayer for healing, you know. And so I just went ahead and prayed that way. And then I began to pray sincerely. And I said, God, I want to know the truth. Jesus, I want to know the truth. Why are these ghosts on my daughter's body and I can't get you to make them leave? Jesus. I want to know the truth now you that needs two kidneys tonight sir you you've come to a place tonight to find the truth because I guarantee you I'll tell it to you and I'll guarantee you can get two new kidneys and so after after I prayed like that you know after I did that you know for I don't know for several weeks I told God those that are hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be filled those that diligently seek God they shall find in other words those that diligently seek the truth they shall find the truth well I didn't my knowledge wasn't great enough. I couldn't find the truth. I didn't know why God would remove the growth from my daughter's body. I was doing my best to live a Christian life. I wasn't the best Christian in the world, but I was doing the best I can. That's all you can do is just kinda of do the best you can, you know. And so after I got sincere with God and I began to seek God in truth, I want these growths removed off of my daughter's body. They've been on there for five years. I mean, you don't want your daughter running around your house with forty two growths on her. And the longer you pray, the bigger they get. After a while it get you to the point you don't think you know very much about faith. And I thought I knew a little bit about faith. I knew I wouldn't have perfect faith, but I thought sure, I know a little bit about faith. And then uh, <laughs> after seeking God for the truth, and I told God. I said, God, I want to know the truth. Jesus, I want to know the truth. For two or three weeks. Still didn't come. Then I began to beat the floor with my fists. I said, "God, I have a right to know the truth. I'm your son, and I belong to you, Jesus. I have a right to know the truth, Jesus. I have a right to know the truth. Heaven has the truth, and I want it. Jesus, I want to know the truth." And I just kept on boldly. The bolder you get, the better God likes it. Amen. And he likes for you to speak your words loud and clear so he can hear you. (laughs) Always remember everything about God that you're ashamed to speak loud and clear, he won't give it to you. God does not honor silent faith, God honors faith with action faith must have action and faith must have a voice does your faith have a voice if it don't you have received about as much from God as you're ever going to receive God wants to hear your faith he wants your faith to have action When I heard that the devil had detected Pat, this girl, she's got a beautiful voice that sings, that used to travel with me for two or three, three or four years. When I heard that the devil had detected her, I said, Well, I don't blame the devil. As anointed as she is, if I was the devil, I'd get her too. I said, But it don't make no difference what the devil tries to do to her. If she don't lose her faith, the kind she had when she traveled with me, if she don't lose her faith, she had the same kind of faith now that she had when her mother took cancer. I said, God will heal her. But you have to have the same kind. I mean, you have to walk the floor day and night and scream. You have to tell God you got faith. You have to show God your faith. Because all through the New Testament, you'll find that Jesus watches your faith. And he hears it too. You might say, you don't ever hear of mine because I don't never tell him. Mm hmm. <laughs> Go ahead and just wallow around in the world then and receive what they have for you. And you'll be paying doctor bills next time I see you. You'll be carrying medicine with you next time I see you. Your mind will be confused next time I see you. And your whole being will be swept into a world of wondering next time I see you. But the Lord would set you free from that and let you have a different kind of life if you'd only trust Him, believe Him totally, and trust Him. But your faith has to have a voice. Today, God has a voice. And when He pulled me up, I was seeking God. I mean, I was diligently seeking God. The Bible says, Those that diligently seek God, they shall find God. And I diligently sought God. I diligently sought God for my own daughter. I didn't have any gross. I've been confessing for years and years and years and years, like most every day, that the healing power of God is flowing through my body. Lord, your divine healing power is flowing through my body. And it's flowing through there right now. And it's driving out any kind of affliction. And Lord, your healing power is flowing through me to keep every member of my body strong and every member of my body functioning normal in Jesus' name. And if I start detecting some part of my body that's <coughs> trying to get a little weak, I zero in on that part. I said, "No, you don't. No, 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 you don't." It's good all the time. Then you believe God by faith, and it begins to function normal, totally normal. You have to let God and the devil both know where you stand. You have to show the devil that you have faith you'll test your faith to the hilt and you better know that he'll just test it and uh, all of a sudden one Sunday night coming in from service it's like you have a Sunday night service here I went home and my daughter was in the den she's about 16 years old the boy she's married to now named Bobby he was dating her at that time Bring her home from church. And they'd come to the house and sit. She was 16. I didn't think she ought to go out in cars at 16 years old, except till 1 o'clock in the morning. But he came to the house two years in a row, for two years, and got her, took her to church. They'd come back. And uh, so they were sitting on the couch. And I'm just walking across the living room, just minding my own business. I'm just a human being. I've just been seeking God for the truth. I was walking across like this and all of a sudden (laughs) I took a step and it was like stepping into a white cloud. It was like stepping into another world and all of a sudden, just so sweet and so gentle, my natural senses begin to be suspended from me and all of a sudden it's like Paul 14 years ago all of a sudden there I was in paradise all of a sudden there I was somewhere in heaven where God was I didn't get to see Jesus I was just there my natural senses were suspended and I was in another world but his voice but he talked to me and I was so scared for being there I was so scared it was so holy and so clean I couldn't understand it I was scared and a voice a male voice began to talk to me and the male voice said to me how long Are you going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body, loud and clear? And I went, "Uh, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Can you imagine praying for something for five years, then somebody comes along and asks you how long you're going to put up with them? And that shows you about how much I know. I said, I don't, I don't know God. oh, 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 oh Jesus, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't have them. They're, they're not on me, Jesus. And I was just a trembling. I, I couldn't hardly talk to him. I said, they're not on me. They're not on me. I, I, what do you mean? What do you mean? He said you're the head of your house when I asked him what he meant and they wasn't on me and I started making excuses he got mad at me (laughs) now listen to me closely if you can't receive your healing God's mad at your faith you understand that he loves you though He loves you though but he's mad at your faith and mad at your mouth get that straight if you're not receiving from heaven after the price that Jesus paid God's mad at your faith and mad at your mouth he told me said you're the head of your house. What are you putting up with those ghosts in your house for? They're not from heaven. You belong to heaven. Did you know if you're born again, your name is in heaven? Amen. Well, why are you not putting up the squally, goofy things for them? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's right, you don't know. That's the reason you're putting up with them. And that's the reason you're here because you don't know. But you'll find out tonight, and you ought to come every night, and bring all the people you can that needs help. Bring all the people you can that needs help, and you out there find your satellite church somewhere, and go get people that needs help and bring them in there. God's power will flow from the screen and through the pastor's hands, through the elder's hands, and they pray for you. Laying on of hands is the doctrine of the church, and God's power will flow through that and give you mighty miracles and mighty healings. So important for you to lay hands on people in Jesus name I said yes sir yes sir yes sir I never had anybody tell me before I was the head of my house but I know I was supposed to be but when he said that to me I saw it I saw it that I don't supposed to let the devil come on my property And if I even let the devil come on my property anywhere or in any room in my house uh, it's because I don't rise up in Jesus name and cast him out why don't you rise up in Jesus name and run the devil off why don't you rise up in Jesus name and run cancer out of your body what do you mean run cancer out of my body just what I said why don't you run cancer out of your body why don't you run that bad blood out of your body run it out how you do that you put heaven's pressure upon the devil you feed that cancer listen to me closely and you live and not die you feed that cancer i only use that for an example it could mean a dozen and one things you feed that cancer you make that cancer eat you grab a hold of that cancer, and you jam down its throat every day. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Amen. Memorize healing verses. Memorize them, you lazy thing. Memorize them. Amen. Burn the midnight oil, you lazy thing. Memorize them. Memorize them. Memorize them. Memorize them. Memorize them. Memorize them. Get them on the inside of you. The only the, the reason the Bible don't work for you is because it's not in you. It's not in you. It's not in you. It has to be in you, my brother and sister, to work for you. The Bible does not work for you because you have it in your house and it has a nice black back. It has to be in you. But if you'll quote a healing scripture about four or five hundred times, you'll get to believe in it yourself. And then quote another healing scripture about four or five hundred times or a thousand times, and you'll get to believe in it yourself. And quote another healing, find you another one, and quote it about a thousand times, over and over again. Set there and quote it over and over again till you get it embedded in your spirit so strong, so strong that it's in there. So strong that it's in there, so strong that when a disease comes, that scripture will fly up to your mind. The Holy Ghost can only use what's on the inside of you. He will bring to your remembrance what's in there. If you're not a Bible reader, I can just tell you now, you've had it because the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you he has nothing to work with for you and Matthew Mark Luke and John don't work for you because it's in the New Testament it only works for you if it's inside of you if it's inside of you but if you'll take time put it inside of you Jesus said the kingdom of heaven lives within you you're supposed to be enjoying everything that heaven has to offer blessed be God forever you're supposed to be enjoying it but you're not going to enjoy it just because well I go to church or I preach or I sing or I read the Bible well (laughs) you read the Bible for years and go to church some people go to church for years full gospel Pentecostal churches for years and they don't know how to get healed they have no earthly idea what to do don't know what to do they just listen to the preacher with her head and go home with her head and believe God with her head and that's all they get is head they order the flowers then with her head flowers for what to put around the coffin you understand me you order the flowers to put around the coffin because you're going to die you need to know that you're going to die if you don't believe the Lord Jesus Christ you're going to die if you have any disease there's no you, you might so you might as well have me warn you because so that way you can get ready to die I didn't somebody to tell me I'm going to die so I can get ready. Repent and do everything and make everything good you know and get your will in place because you are. You have to believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Life comes from Jesus. Life flows from the throne of God to you. It don't come from any place else. It don't come from religion, from your head, or nothing else. It don't even come from the Bible to you if you don't have the Bible on the inside of you. The Bible is full of life, my brother and sister. But you have to have it on the inside of you. You have to have it on the inside of you well I thought I had it on the inside of me it's amazing how we Christians can think that we have a lot of knowledge of God but then when we come in God's holy clean presence and he begins to talk to you with a voice you'll find out that you're not quite as spiritual as you thought you were oh tell me about it in fact you'll find out after you tremble and shake for a while you'll begin to wonder how you ever found the church for 20 years And this is the most simple thing in the world for you to be healed. Most simple thing in the world, my brother, for you to receive two new kidneys. You're getting about ready, aren't you? Ready? Oh, yeah, but when they're they're afflicted, you get ready real quick, like. My brother died of the kidney disease, breast disease, football player in high school. Probably stronger than you are, probably more healthy than you are, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden 17 years old playing football in high school perfect specimen of health and we buried him at the age of 19 I only had one brother that's why I hate kidney disease my mother died with cancer at the age of 37 that's why I'm a ruthless hater of cancer that's the reason I used to sick Pat all the time sick him Pat sick him she was the wildest thing I ever seen she'd walk the floor her mother was Supposed to be dying with cancer or had cancer, and she'd walk the floor, walk the floor for two years. No, you won't, no, you won't, no, you won't. Not one word of doubt, not even one speck of doubt. Just keep on and 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 on. Well, if I'd have been God, if I'd have been God, I'd have healed her mother just on account of her. And I'm sure He did. I'm sure He did, because I know what you have to do to get God to hear you. I'll put it to you I hate to put it to you this way but it's actually the truth if you'll keep on bugging God he'll hear you <laughs> well he will I guarantee you he will and brother when he hears you and he manifests himself you can get the truth from him I mean he has all the truth in every case and knows exactly how to do everything knows exactly how to do everything and I guess you've already found out that you'll have to wait till tomorrow night to get the prophecy go without the Holy Ghost wants he knows the people out there that's desperate tonight that has no hope he knows that and he'll reach out to him will reach out to him with compassion and boldness to try to get the truth over to you and so I said Lord I don't know what you mean yeah I'm the head of my house I don't know what you mean and then the voice I'm standing there I don't see anything the only thing I know that I'm in another world I'm not in this world that's all I know I'm somewhere in another world where nothing except truth reigns. That's all I do. I was somewhere. Like Paul said as a fellow 14 years ago, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there I was in paradise. The only thing I knew that I was in some kind of paradise. Where truth reigned totally. Defeat couldn't stay there. Truth Rain totally and I was shook and I was scared even being there I thought I was pretty strong spiritually until I got in a face-to-face with God and I found out I wasn't quite as strong as I thought I was I thought my knowledge of God was pretty good until I got in paradise with him and he started talking to me and then it was so simple It was so simple but his version of the gospel was a little bit different than any church I ever heard I said, any church I ever heard. I wasn't raised that way. Uh, The voice of God said to me, the voice, the voice, the voice. Like the voice that spoke to Peter when he was praying on the housetop. A voice came down from heaven to him three times. A vision came down three times and spoke to him. Like the voice spoke to John on the Isle of Patmos. Same voice, voice of truth that knows everything and knows how to do everything blessed be God forever and God said to me this is plain I mean this is he said to me if you will now always remember that the height of success is for you in every area of your life if you will do a certain thing and if you will say a certain thing God paid the price Gave his only son, and Jesus paid the price that you could have the abundant life. There is total success in every area of your life if you would believe a certain way and if you would talk a certain way. It's there for you, it's already been paid for. It's called the abundant life. He said to me, If you will curse the roots of those growths on your daughter's body, And you will curse them in my name. They will die and disappear if you will believe and not doubt. Didn't even mention my child's faith. Didn't even mention her faith at all. And I said, well, is that right? He said, they will die like the fig tree died when I cursed it. If you'll believe and not doubt. And I began to descend down from where I was at to the earth again with a voice ringing inside of me. If you will believe and not doubt. 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 And, not doubt. and I came back into my body in my living room. And my body was standing there like this, fixing to take a step, like I left it, and it was shaking and was weeping, and I had no problem of believing anything until I began to slip back into my body, and my natural senses began to come to me. Now, when my natural senses begin to come to me, listen closely, and you'll understand the whole thing. When my natural senses begin to be restored to me slowly and I came out of the trench that I'd been swept into by God's power I heard a voice out here on the outside of my body talking to my mind saying real nice voice it's a real nice voice Uh, the devil has a way to make you think it's God but he is a flake You can. You if you accept any kind of losses, you're gonna get in trouble. Don't accept nothing except victory. Don't accept nothing except victory. Amen. Boldly accept nothing except victory. Yeah. Don't accept it. Don't receive it. Don't talk anything except victory. And the louder you talk it and the stronger you talk it the better God likes it. I said, the louder you talk it the stronger you talk it the better God likes it. But this voice said to me uh don't don't go in there and pray for your daughter now because her boyfriend's in there and and they won't and, and you'll embarrass her and remember how much you love your daughter oh you love your daughter so much and you don't want to embarrass her because she's in there with her boyfriend and you just kept on and on and on and yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tell me all kind of natural things trying to reason natural things out to me and i said oh shut up I'm going in there right now. That's nothing I'm going there right now and I'm gonna curse this thing oh please don't go in there now don't go in there please don't go in there you, you, you know you'll embarrass her. oh don't go, don't go in there don't go in there don't go in there if he can talk to you down from just a shade of total victory every day in your life you'll die one shade of doubt entering in cuts God off from victory for you God does not work through doubt he works through faith and God warned me you better not doubt son you better not doubt boy." I I mean I refuse to doubt I said, no, I'm going in there right now. And the devil began to beg me and plead with me. He was begging me and pleading with me. Oh, no, you know how much you love her! don't go in there, don't go in there, don't go in there. I would say, when you just get back from heaven, the devil is afraid of you. Or if you ever accept, you don't have to go to heaven. If you'll accept the truth that's in God's word, the devil fears and trembles because he has no power over his word, over the word of God. He has no power over the word of God. Now, I'm going to shock you real big. Some of you are going to be stunned. Everybody on earth that's ever died in 2,000 years since the New Testament, everybody on earth that's ever died before their time was only one verse of Scripture away from healing. just one I've authored a book back there it's called seven ways that Jesus heals you only need one of them one healing verse taken a hold of like a hungry tiger and refused to let it go and you walk with it and you talk with it morning noon and night every day every day every day will bring a total healing to you but when you let go of it, and your mind begins to wonder, and your mind begins to wonder, I can tell you now—no use you trying to figure it out. You're whipped. Don't try to figure out what your pastor believes. If you're just raised in a cold church, don't try to figure out what your friends believe. Uh, they'll always get you in trouble because they don't know anything. God didn't call you to follow your friends. God called you to follow Jesus and believe Him and trust Him don't try to think about some religious friends and try to find out what they believe God didn't call you to, to listen to a doctrine of your friends God called you to believe Matthew Mark Luke and John boldly and the bolder you get the better God likes it do you want to please God do you want to please heaven do you want to please Jesus then let your faith in His Word ring up to heaven. Let it boil out of your mouth boldly. Let Him hear you every morning, every noon, every night, every morning, every noon, every night, dozens and dozens of times, dozens and dozens of times. And the longer you do it, the stronger you get. The longer you do it, the stronger you get. The longer you do it, the stronger you get, 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 get. And if you ever start saying it nonchalant and if you ever get tired of quoting a healing verse it won't work for you you better know that if you ever if your respect for God's Word ever gets weak it won't work for you God demands total respect I get so tired of quoting what Mr. Hayes told me. I get so tired of quoting what Mr. Hayes told me. Uh, They always die. I just told you because it's in the Bible. That's the only reason I told you. And I walked in there like a wild man. Now, listen to me closely, and you'll learn the truth tonight. You have to fool around and flounder around with a bunch of junk the rest of your life. I walked in there like a wild man. If you don't approach cancer like a wild man, you'll die. It will kill you. We're going to approach those kidneys tonight like a wild man. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You have to attack the affliction with the gospel. Attack it. And jam Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John down his throat. Make, I'm going to make those kidneys eat Scripture, and I'm going to make that affliction eat Scripture, and I'm just going to starve them to death. I'm going to starve that affliction. That affliction will just keep eating and eating and eating. That devil will eat and eat and eat, especially where doubt's concerned. You're not doing it. You just keep on spreading, keep on spreading. No, 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 no. In Jesus' name, stop, 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 stop. In Jesus' name, stop. I said, you dummy, stop. You have to stop the devil. You have to stop the devil. You have to stop the devil. I was preaching one time in Canada on Romans 4:17 call those things that be not as though they were yeah, in Canada in a church one Sunday afternoon I never will forget it they didn't have any air conditioner I was sweating then more than I am now under these lights I was ringing wet with sweat I never will forget that afternoon and they pushed they pushed a man with a wheelchair down there. about 40 50 people came to the altar and a man with a wheelchair came down his legs was twisted and crooked you could tell he'd been crippled for 20 or 30 years it's been that way for years you can just tell it And the Lord said to me son what you taught today would work for him if he would obey it I said glory to God I said sir I taught call those things that be not as though they were and the Lord just said to me that what I taught today would work for you if you'd obey it now look at your crooked legs and call them straight he goes what I said didn't you hear me for the last hour hour and a half he said yeah I says well obey what I taught he goes what <laughs> I said I taught call those things that be not as though they were God said it worked for you call your crooked legs straight look at them and call them straight uh, he goes <laughs> and he wouldn't do it he just wouldn't do it I says well I just God told me to work for me if he did it So I think I'll just, I think I'll just demolish his mind. (laughs) Most people's minds needs to be totally demolished. And so I grabbed to hold the banners of the church like this, and I knelt down to. I put my mouth close to his ear, and I said, "Call your crooked legs straight! Call 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 your crooked leg straight, sir! Call your crooked legs straight! Call your crooked legs straight!" And I kept on and on and on. And the longer I went, the louder I got. Call your crooked legs! And finally, I blasted through his goofy mind. Oh. Well, that's not easy to do with most humans, you know, especially if you've been trained one way for years. And I said, "Call your crooked leg straight." And Finally, he looked at him. He says, uh, uh, "I call my crooked leg straight." I said, "Say it again." I call my crooked leg straight. I, I, I call the crooked leg straight. I, I call the crooked leg straight. I, I, call crooked leg straight. I, I call the crooked leg straight. I says, "Keep on." And he said "I call the crooked leg straight." I said, "Thank God," but out of breath. I said, I said, "Keep on now, keep on! Don't stop, sir! Don't stop!" I began to back away from. Don't stop! Don't stop! Keep on and on and on and on! Don't stop! Don't stop! Keep on and on! Don't stop! And he sat there, I guess, for about five minutes. And I was ministering to other people over here, and I looked around there, and the Spirit of God was all over him. Just, I mean, he was totally saturated, and he had broken begin to cry and weep, and he was saying, I call my crooked legs straight. I call my crooked legs straight. I call my crooked legs straight. I call the crooked legs straight. I call the crooked, crooked legs straight. I said, Keep on, keep on. And he kept on and on, and just being saturated by the power of God. And uh, all of a sudden he just uh went across the floor. The pastor went... (laughs) 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 The pastor said he ain't never done anything like that before. I said he never sat there and called his crooked leg straight before either. Romans 4.17 says, Call those things that be not as though they were. And I also know what God told me. So I walked in a room where my daughter was at, and I just walked in and I said, Zona Jesus told me if I curse the roots of those growths in his name they would die and disappear. Do you understand that? Her bo- her boyfriend was sitting there, you know, goggle-eyed. When you're 16 years old, you always are goggle eyed and your heart's beating fast. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Lord, tell me if I'd curse them, they would die and disappear. She said, Daddy, what's wrong with you? Daddy, what's wrong with you? Daddy, what's wrong with you? I just got back from heaven. Of Nazareth, Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for two new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for two new kidneys. Thank you, Lord,
1: for two new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for two new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for two new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for two new kidneys. Thank you, Lord. <laughs>
0: walk and thank Him and praise Him. Walk and thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him loud.
1: That's right. That's right. Walk and praise Him. Loud and strong. That's right. Walk with me. Thank you, Lord, for new kids. Thank you, Lord, for new kids. Thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord for new kidneys. Thank you, Lord
0: Walks them on your own. Thank you, Lord, for new kidneys. In Jesus' name. Blessed be the Lord Across the country. You got you got bad kidneys. Get up, get up out of your seat. If you got bad, keep on, keep on, sir. Don't stop. Don't keep on, don't stop. If you have bad kidneys, get up out of your seat and begin to go up in front of the church and march and thank God for new kidneys. Thank God for new kidneys. Thank God for new kidneys. All over everywhere. Thank God. Pat, keep on walking, sir. Keep on, keep on, keep on walking. Keep on. All of you have a deadly disease in this church or any other church. Get up out of your seat and begin to walk the aisles in the front. praising God, because you're healed in Jesus' name. Get up out of your seat. Come on. Come on. Begin to walk. Praise God up and down the aisles around the church. And begin to thank God because you're healed. If you're dying with cancer, begin to thank the Lord because you're healed. In Jesus' name, come and do it. Come and, that's right. Thank you, Lord, for my baby's health. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Walk. Action. Praise Him. Walk. Action. Praise Him. All over everywhere. Walk into these churches. Get up and walk up and down the aisles. All over everywhere. In front of the church. Thank God I am healed. Thank God I am healed. Call yourself healed. Call yourself healed. Jesus, you're
1: my healer. Jesus. Right, honey. Jesus, you're my healer. Come from everywhere. Come from everywhere. Jesus, you're my healer. Come from everywhere. Come from everywhere. Jesus, you're my healer. Jesus, you're my healer. Let him walk up and down through there. Use the whole eyes. Jesus, you're my healer. Keep on and on. Keep on and on. Don't stop. The devil is a liar. Don't stop. That's the way. That's the way, sir. Walk in thinking. Action to your face. Action. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Notice the
0: Holy Ghost has the first thought of the baby. Yeah. The Holy Ghost thought all over him. The daddy is it. Yeah. His faith will get the child healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: Come this come on, mahaya
0: Thank you, Lord, for your healing power.
2: This young man's broke his leg his knees had surgery here. But I saw him over here. The power of God's in his body right now. He's being healed this very moment, right before your eyes. Yes, he is. Thank you, Lord.
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. See,
2: so you just stand here yes, and he see is. the salvation of God. Just stand here. That's yes, the healing he virtue of Jesus. Flowing into this leg, then into that oh, knee, you bone power. fusing back together. Right In now, we thank you, Lord. Lord all pain Jesus coming God. out. We thank you, Lord. We you Lord, thank you, Lord. Lord. We thank you, Lord, that it's done. I'll tell you what.
1: Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. It's done.
2: Call it done. I call it done. It's done. Okay, now bend it around. Move it around.
1: It is done. Bend it around. In Jesus' name, it's done. How's that?
2: Thank you, Lord. Is the pain gone? Yes. The pain's gone. Yes. Now walk around. He's got a big old cast on. He'll have to get that thing cut off.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes! Yeah.
2: On the way here, the devil tried to attack my wife and I and got us lost in our own town of Fort Worth.
0: And the devil was
2: trying very hard for me not to come here. But God has all power as I have seen tonight. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here. Thank you. So he just got to get the, the, the reason he's not walking real straight is because he got a whole a whole brace on his foot. Now, there was there pain in there before? Yes, it was. During the service, it was bothering me a lot. And I went to take a painkiller, but I turn back in Jesus' name and ask it to be gone. Okay, now move it around. Do everything, you know. Move it around. Try to check. I mean, check it out good. I mean, try to, you know, really. Twist and shout for Jesus. Okay. All the pain's gone? Yes, sir. Let's give the Lord one more big one. Would you do it? Get the crutches. Can we have these crutches? We got some. the crutches. I tell you, we're just going to keep getting crutches around here.